Oh, hi there. I'm Scott Ross, and this is part two of the Dancing Bear Variety Hour Holiday Special. For our extremely wide Bulgarian audience, I'll just take a moment to explain that oftentimes in the United States of America, when things get too long, we often split them into two-part episodes, wherein there is one episode that plays that is not the entire arc of the story, and yet we stop it early and then finish the story in the next episode. That way, we never have to take more than 30 minutes off from porn. Of course, this is a podcast, so I'm assuming everyone is also on porn while they're listening at all times. Anyway, if you haven't listened to part one yet, you should go back and do that. This one was written by Justin Wilson, Phil Garland, and me. Enjoy! My quarters! I I was just at the academy, and yet, here I am in my gentleman's bedclothes. What a vivid dream it was, almost as though I was reliving the events themselves. Obviously, the dream inducer is on the fritz. I specifically ordered Nichthonian co-eds, not a giant glowing allegory. Computer, send a technician up to fix my dream inducer. And ever bring a jug of agnac. I'm all out. Computer? God, doesn't anything work in this place? Well, if I can't get a drink delivered, I guess I have no choice but to venture out there amidst all that idiotic revelry. You can do this, Derby. Okay. Down to the lounge for a quick nip and then back to bed. You can't catch me. Hi, we have the live day, Antlers. Yes, yes, enjoy it while you can. As far as this ship is concerned, tomorrow is just another Wednesday. Neanderthals. I'm in need of a stiff nightcap. What you got for me, Eddie? All right, then. I'll take your finest white Zinfandel. Over ice. Ah, I see. Maybe you think it's still too early to start the heavy boozing. But as a paying customer and captain of this ship, I'm going to demand you stop singing that cretinous Life Day tune and prepare my white Zinfandel. On ice. All right, fine. I'll pour my own damn drink. Down the hatch. Christ, what a mess. What's going on here? Captain Derby, observe. The drink has passed right through you. You are now in an acro-material apparition visiting your own presence. As a non-corporeal being, certain rules of physics no longer apply to you. But I'm holding the bottle, and I'm standing on the floor with my feet. But do you really stand on solid ground, Jack Derby? Or is it another illusion you have cast upon yourself? Behold the truth you deny! Joy! Goodwill! Together 
Yes, 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 I get it. I've ignored life day and focused on myself. Now it's the holidays and I'm all alone, blah, blah, blah. Listen, Buster, the choices I've made have made me commander of the finest ship in Astro Base. That seems a bit more important than making sure everybody has a holly jolly life day. Perhaps to you, life day is one for frivolity, Jack Jeremy. Well, there is reason enough your race considers it most hallowed. Observe what life day means to those around you. Oh good, and now we're floating through the floor. Have I mentioned I hate this? Ask me, those waters could stand to be tested for dysentery. It doesn't look like their celebrations need any help from me. There is jolly here profusely indeed. And yet here on the fringes, these men do not dance. I wonder why. They had too much to drink. Again, don't see the problem. Wouldn't I could dance? If only I hadn't lost my leg. Consider yourself lucky. I lost both my arms. Neither of you have any grounds for complaint. I had to have my entire body amputated. What happened to these men? They were all wounded during the unauthorized raid you launched against the Middle Lane nursery planet last week. You begin to see the consequences of your reckless disregard for the rules. That man is trying to raise his drink with his prosthetic arm and can't do it. It's hilarious, yet tragic. Now you begin to see. Let us observe some of those closer to you. Come on over and join me by the Syntho Fire, hey? Hans is calling from that warm planet. This is Perry's quarters? How old is that sofa? And are they eating beanie weenies? Delightful! Observe! Dear Gluck, on the beneficent life day, Lieutenant Perry and Miss Chinsky, I am most positively anticipating your arrival on Balkova tomorrow. Actually, Hans, I'm afraid we have some bad news. Captain Derby canceled all of our life day leave passes. As a Lafian, I'm furious. But as a Lafian, I'm compelled to forgive him. It's reassuringly confusing. Nine, nine. Does this mean you won't be coming tomorrow? I'm afraid you don't understand. I was hoping to return with you to the Carpathia. Uh Hans, I thought it was every xenoanthropologist's dream to be welcomed by an alien culture as one of their own. Yeah, and, and so it was at first, until I realized that life among the less developed civilization is not exactly a trip in the Swiss Alps. They use rolls of white paper for cleaning their bowel movements. Because of the native's diet, mine's health has begun to decline quite rapidly. Saints alive! Is their alien agriculture incompatible with your Earth physiology? Nine. The people here subsist on the local staple, the McRib. I'm withering away. I had looked to your visit as mine salvation. Hans, you poor thing. Damn that Captain Derby. Sugar dumplings. I'm not sure this calls for such a brace of language. 
You bet a sweet angel's space titties it doesn't. I guess you finally showed me something useful, Mr. Witnessinger. Engineer Chinsky's gross disloyalty. Observe. I'm sorry, James, but this is classic Derby. Doing whatever he wants with no regard for the consequences. You know, I checked. No captain has canceled Life Day leaves in over 30 years. Even during the cleansing of the Menelaean hatcheries. There's no problem, Shinsky. Captain Derby had no way to know about me. Exactly. Though I also didn't know nobody else's canceled leaves. But that's just the point. The man has zero concern for how others might be affected when he decides to rewrite the rules. James, don't you ever wonder why you haven't been promoted to commander? Or why I still haven't been awarded an Astrobase Science Medal despite my constant contributions to vital research? It's because people think of us as Wild Jack Derby's lackeys. Every time he wipes his ass with an interstellar treaty agreement, it makes us look bad. And as his senior staff, we're guilty by association. I suppose I hadn't thought of it that way. I suppose that my awesome decisions might pose problems for those not prepared to embrace their awesomeness. <laughs> Hans, are you all right? Joffe, I suddenly feel very weak from all this saturated fat. I must lie down. You just rest your head, Hans, and I'll read to you from the traditional Life Day book. Big red book of life day traditions. <clears throat> Our journey must now resume. But but wait, Hans will still recover, right? He'll he'll be okay, right? If these shadows remain unaltered by the future, the xenoanthropologist will die. I feel guilt. The consequences of your actions extend yet further. Come. The junior officer's mess. Well, Mr. Witnessinger, you may have me feeling some regret for what I've put my senior staff through, but I can't fathom what you expect to show me here. I'm like a father to these men. Observe, and you shall learn. Fellow officers, I thank you for including me in your life day festivities. From studying your complex human holiday, I've learned that it is tradition to offer a toast to the most esteemed member of the community. May I humbly propose a toast to our stalwart leader, Captain Jack Derby. A toast to me? Ah, that Korgath is one hell of a Clemesian. I'll go first. I'd like to toast the hours of clerical experience I've gained writing every one of Derby's reports because he just doesn't have time in a schedule so jam-packed with chasing adventures and far-off worlds. What? Indeed, many college students go through great duress for such privilege. Internships, I believe they're called. I'd like to raise toast to the invaluable legal expertise I've accumulated while dealing with the paperwork generated by Derby's constant breaches of protocol. For example, Last month, I had to explain why three planetoral whiskey distilleries constitutes cultural and scientific exchange. Yes, I suppose such extrapolation might in some way prove valuable. 
think you're missing the point, Korgath. Yes! The point is that tour was for everyone to have a good time. We got free t-shirts. They aren't actually grateful to the captain, Korgath. They're pointing out that he's kind of a pain in everyone's ass. Oh, poor Ali! It's bad enough his tender ears have to hear such abuse of his mentor. Now his poor mouth has to repeat it. And sweet, simple Korgath, alone in his devotion to me. I've heard enough. What's the point in making me sit through this? Does this observance trouble you, Jack Derby? The toast is not yet finished. But let's not forget his endless devotion to productivity like his Friday night leadership mentality seminars, because there's nothing I'd rather do on Friday nights than watch old home videos of derby lifting free rates and lip syncing to Van Halen. And now we get to spend life day cleaning. So let's have one final toast, because where could we be without such a self-absorbed, inconsiderate, utterly oblivious, leader like Jack Derby. Yeah! Okay, message received. I'm a menace, I'm self-centered, and my very existence makes everyone's life worse. You think people would be better off without me? Well, maybe you're right. Where do you have the part, Jack Derby? I'm going to the bridge. I won't suffer my crew the indignity of serving under such an awful ineffectual leader. Reassignments for them all. I'll pilot this damn ship alone if I have to. Hi again. You are listening to part two of the USS Carpathia Holiday Special. Seems like Derby is sure in for it now, huh? Still, I can't help but root for the guy. By the way, you can get in on the Life Day spirit by dropping us a line at dbvhradio at gmail.com. We are very lonely people and desperate for human contact. Now, the thrilling conclusion of A Christmas Peril or The Greatest Life Day Ever Told. You're so unhappy with my ship, huh? Well, it's never too late for a life day miracle. Computer, bring up the ship's roster. Right away, Captain Derby. Process order. Command code Sigma. Chinsky, Faye, reassign. Perry, James, reassign. Korgath, Peter. Reassign, Captain. Reassignments for everyone, computer. Beneficent f***ing life day. Beginning discharge and reassignment procedure. Completing one of 217. Completing two of 217. Complete. I don't need to hear every little detail. Just finish the job. Computer, prepare a cup of your finest lapsong sushang for my quarters. Activate setting reflective solitude. Right away, sir. What I wouldn't give for a Dell Inspiron 15 with optimal touchscreen display for as low as $279.99 after rebates. Order! Order in the car! This may be life day, but we shall have order! What the? Computer! You are beholden yet one outstanding instruction, Jack Derby. That of life day yet to come. You were like a bad penny. We now convene the final stage of this general court martial regarding the incidents aboard the starship Carpathia. The court calls 
Lieutenant James Perry to the stand. Perry? You brought me to see my first officer and protege disgraced? No, don't punish Perry for my errors. He's a simpleton, sure, but he's a damn fine officer. Observe! Lieutenant Perry, you have heard the charges. Have you anything to add to the record? Well, my mama always said never speak ill of my elders. But seeing how he's become such a low-down, dirty old scumbag, <clears throat> pardon my French, I suppose I have a responsibility to give my take on the matter. What on Pluto is he talking about? It'd been a long, hard year patrolling the Middle Lane border. Captain Derby wearied the crew a good might, constantly sending us to board merchant ships and denying leaves on the grounds he had a hunch about some conspiracy. When it came time for the peace conference off Nikthos 7, tensions on board were mighty high. I'd just begun docking procedures with the Middle Lane ambassadorship when Captain Derby bust into the bridge, stinking a hooch, or so I'm told. Screaming threats and a hooting and a hollering about how it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. That's when the Mendelanes panicked and opened fire. The rest you know. We fought off 13 of their supercruisers and had weapons trained on their home planet when they finally flew the white flag. Do you agree that it was better to ask forgiveness in this instance? Well, he always claimed he had a reason for his provocations. But after that, it just seemed pretty threadbare. It's like they say about trying to shoe a horse that just don't want to be shod. Indeed. What an interesting and folksy take on the matter. You are dismissed. But he didn't say a word in his defense. What is this trial about, anyhow? The court now calls Engineer Faye Chinsky to the stand. <laughs> Christ, Faye, what in the hell happened to you? Why does she have a robotic arm? You are consternated by her wounds. Observe her statement. Captain Derby was my commanding officer during my service on the USS Carpathia, Your Honor. And everything I expected an Astrobase captain to be. Dear sweet Faye, something awful has happened, hasn't it? My crew is held before the court, Chinsky has a robot arm. Oh, these poor souls. My only addition to Lieutenant Perry's account would be the weight the captain placed on his belief in a secret Menelaean plot to destroy the Carpathia during the peace talks. Revenge for the numerous victories Captain Derby had led us to in the past years. Do you feel there's any credence to this claim to justify his actions? In the past, I might have said yes, in light of his service record. But over the course of my service on the Carpathia, I learned to see Captain Derby for what he really was. A heartless, self-serving egotist. Now heartless is taking it a little far. It's impossible now to discern when he's acting for the good of the Confederation and when he simply has a fabric sale he wants to get to. Damn your dualism. Why must it be one or the other? He may be the most decorated captain in the history of Astro Base, but the Charter is pretty clear about attempted genocide. And in that case... The facts speak for themselves. And what of your own working relationship with Captain Derby? Ever since his harmless prank of pushing me into the wheat thresher, hence the arm. <laughs> we have a wheat thresher? I have lost all confidence in Jack Derby's abilities as an astrobase captain. He must pay for his transgressions. <gasps> They've turned on me. They're selling me up the river. Thank you, Engineer Chinsky. 
You are free to go. Yeah, I never should have let her aboard my ship. Are you so quick to forget? It was your string pulling that helped engineer Chinsky to transfer to the Carpathia in the first place. And it was her cool-headed action which prevented major crew catastrophes on Menelaus. Right. Ishtar. Right. Titan AE Part 2. I get it, I get it. The court now calls Commander Korgath. All right, Korgath. It's the fourth quarter and the bases are loaded. Help your old buddy out. Commander Korgath, can you tell us about your relationship with Captain Derby? Captain Derby is a great warrior who has led his crew to great triumphs with his decisive leadership. And what have you to say of his actions on the day in question? As a soldier, he knows no equal. And though he is my closest companion, his overzealous individualism and blatant disregard for the needs of his crew have become a threat to the clan. It saddens me to say that he is unfit to lead. Observe, Jack Derby. Even your dearest friend has lost faith in you. Thank you, Commander. The court now invites any witnesses willing to speak in the defendant's behalf. Anyone? That, that can't be it. I've given my life to these people, to the service. Are you all going to betray me now, dammit? Hello, man, witnesses for the defense. The court has reached its decision. Based on the evidence before me, I have no other choice but to recommend for Captain Derby a complete and unequivocal dishonorable discharge from Astro Base. His name to be expunged from the fleet archives and his service record voided. <laughs> Furthermore, owing to the grave nature of these crimes, I hereby sentence Mr. Robert Jonathan Derby to death by jettison. No, you can't be doing this. Order! Order in the space car! Bailiffs, take him away! Grab him, Sully! Gimme you. Ugh, wait, I thought they couldn't touch me. I thought this was all a dream. The observance is finished, Jack Derby. You must now face reality. Korgat, hey, you gotta get me out of here. Perry, steal me away like some backwoods folk hero of yours. Ugh, get your hands off me, you reservist bastards. You, ghost, get them off me. Why are they doing this? You're headed for the jettison chamber, fella. Do me proud one last time, Korgath, and tear these baboons limb from limb. No, don't go. Why is he turning around? Don't leave me. Come on, Derby. Fight back, you bastard. You gotta be tough. You gotta be a man. You're right. You're right, I've made a mistake. Gorgath. Gorgath, I'm sorry. Faye, I'm sorry. Perry, you're just incompetent, but it's not your fault, I'm sorry. Chetison process initiated. You've gotta give me another chance. I can be better. I can be a much better Captain Jack Derby. Airlock opening. Stand clear. What? Uh, I'm home. Indeed, Jack Derby. You have returned intact to your dwelling. 
Yet do not think that your observance has been but a mirage. This eve you have glimpsed into the mirror of truth to see that which is, was, and will be if you do not change your ways. So, so it's all over? The instruction appointed to you has reached its fruition, but the onus now falls to you. You have witnessed the importance of rules and responsibilities, the consequences your actions have on others, and the meaning that life day holds for your community of beings. What now have you to say? I'm not one to muster up heartfelt scenes of frank confession, but these visions have moved me. I see now that I need to consider others when I make decisions. Sure, I know I'm right, but how can any one man be right without the support of those he trusts and loves? You've given me a lot to think about witnessing her, but the most important thing I've learned is that you're standing in front of the airlock. Ha-ha! <laughs> Bedroom airlock. I knew it made sense. Ah, sit on it, Supreme Galactic Incontinence. You are a hackneyed premise to begin with. Dear me, I think it's morning. Boy, boy! I'm a 13-year-old girl. What day is this? Why, it's life day, sir. Glorious! Here's a half a crown. Run down to the polterers and get me... Wait a minute, I don't even know you. Give me that back. Computer, patch me into the intercom. Attention all crew. All senior staff are required to report to the bridge ASAP. The captain better have a good excuse for this. Apparently canceling our leaves and dooming poor Hans to death by McRib wasn't enough for him. I'm not usually one to complain, but those bathrooms won't clean themselves. At least not with Custodio bought on leave for Artificial Life Day. Beneficent Life Day, everybody. Yet another baffling tradition in which the alpha male arbitrarily summons his lessers to a meeting at the break of dawn. Captain on deck. Yes, Captain on deck. I'm sure you all had a knuckle-bleeding good time celebrating last night. But hopefully you save some energy because we've got a full day ahead of us. Oh boy. Uh... Ollie, wheel it in. And the first thing on our agenda is to share in this traditional life day breakfast. Mm -hmm. Captain? Yes, 12 long feet of capital P party sub with the freshest turkey symbolizing the flesh consumed by the first life day bears, provolone as white as the spirit orb, and tomato and lettuce for fiber, piled high on a hearty French loaf. Ha! You are a cunning strategist, Captain. Tell me, why is this hearty spread the traditional life day meal? Why don't you know, Korgath? That's the most important part of the life day story. After wandering 40 days and nights in the desert searching for a delicious low-fat way to eat on the go, the Life Day Bear finally came across the subway on the mount, where with the help of his local sandwich artists, he produced enough subs with under 8 grams of fat to feed all 7 of his disciples. Ever since then, 
People have gathered on Life Day to share a party sub with those closest to them and continue the tradition of holiday togetherness. Life Day, eat fresh. This gesture of providing a Subway party sub is commendable, Captain, but we have a lot of cleaning ahead of us. Cleaning on Life Day? I know someone who might have a few different ideas. Main screen on. Guten Tag and beneficent life day, Carpathia. I'm so excited to see all of you in a few hours. Captain, we're gonna get Hans? Life day is meant to be spent with those closest to you, Faye. I don't figure we can do that if Hans is all the way off on Balkabar. Uh, so does this mean we get our leaves restored? Like, we can go? Don't be silly, Ali, my boy. We're all going to stay right here and have the greatest life day ever. Faye, set up the menorah lantern. I'll show you how I used to decorate it back in old independence. Gorgath, start fixing a batch of agnag. And Perry, I'm sure you've got a banjo or washboard tucked away in your shanty. Let's have some life day tunes. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, life day is for living. And that is something we should all be doing. Yes, we should all be living for life. You sit tight, Hans, my boy. You've got a starship packed to the rafters with holiday tidings coming your way. Life Day Entity bless us all. Life Day Entity bless us everyone. Computer, turn on my Pandora. Set to playlist awesome. Just hear the lemon squeeze and ain't a pleasing to crisp. Pass me the life day sandwich next year, we're gonna be rich. Wear your pressurized parking, it's warm and humid inside. Take our best friends out for a space convertible ride. Light it up, light it up, light it up, oh oh, pearl lantern bright. Glowing in the starry, starry night. The Dancing Bear Variety Hour is written, voiced, and edited by Justin Wilson, Phil Garland, and Scott Ross. Additional voices by Sarah Levins. Get more DBVH at younglearnersguide.com. Questions and comments go to dbvhradio at gmail.com. Thanks a mint. Then the loud sound did seem to fade Came back like a slow voice on a wave of faith That worked no DJ, that was crazy cosmic jive There's a star man waiting in the sky